my gosh. Some of y'all got to mark y'all calendars right now, June 29, June 29, June 29. It's a hot girl summer. We got three fire preachers in the room, females. They're going to be preaching back to back to back. It's a tag team night. All right. So that's in two weeks. Next week, we close off this Hot Topic series. And we're going to do Hot uh, hot Girl Summer. After Hot Girl Summer, um, we're just counting down the days until we move into our own warehouse, y'all. Yikes. 2898 Michigan Ave. 2898 Michigan Ave. 2898. How many guys know Michigan Avenue? It's not that far from here. Anybody know it? Some of you are like, I only use maps. I don't know the roads. Michigan Avenue is down the block. Don't look at your neighbor. Don't do that. Uh, Michigan Avenue is down the block. And, um, man, we we just imported 500 chairs from China. They are hot. They are hot, all right? COVID-free, hello. And um, they are safe. They went through customs. They went through testing. Literally, they got to go through, like, a whole, like, delivery process, customs. It's, it's hilarious. We've been, like, in the process of shipping for months, literally. Everything in China is, like, slow as a sloth. But we're excited that they're finally touched down in K-Town. Uh, our gear is ready. I mean, we're just, we're, we're, we're a couple steps away. I want to encourage you. Um, we still have a couple of things we need to purchase, a couple of things we need to buy. If God tugs on your heart to say, man, I want to invest into the building that's going to change my life. I want to invest into the ground that's going to be the place where my family comes to know the Lord and be the place that my community comes to serve the Lord and be the place that I will receive in abundance. I'm telling you, we're going to be doing conferences there. We're probably going to be doing a one-day camp event there. I mean, there's going to be so many things we do there. Um, it's just a bigger space. I know here it's a little tight. Hello. It's a little snug in here, right? You gotta look at your neighbor and say, you're a little close, bro. Or your other neighbor, girl, you're a little close. <laughs> like, it's I, I love you and all that, but you're still a little close. At the warehouse, we're gonna have a lot of space and um, it's gonna be a moment and a place that we, we're gonna be there for three years. It's gonna be awesome. And uh, we're really close with the owners, so maybe longer. Um, last week, we preached on worship. Who loved last week? Yeah. Are y'all cold in here? Okay. I, y'all good? We got like mixed, mixed. Let's go up two degrees. I believe we got to set to like 70. Let's pop up like two degrees. It's still going to be cool. Those who are a little warmer, probably a little, you know, be, still be, you know, a little warm. And those who are cool, probably still be a little warm. It's all good in the hood. Make some noise for Willie one time. That's my dog. That's my cousin. Or whatever he taking. Stop it. His girl's doing screens. Hello, CEO. How you doing? What up? Hey, come to YA. You just might find your spouse. You know what I'm saying? You just, it it might be the night tonight. I don't know. I do not know. Shout out to my drink. This is um, so refreshing. Strawberry. Shout out to Deanna for giving me my drink one time. Deanna, she's sitting right there. Thank you so much. I'm sipping on your behalf tonight. Cheers. <laughs> Would you put in this thing? No, I'm playing. <laughs> uh, last week we preached on uh, worship. The week before that we preached on purity. We had two DMs in the last week. 
and two separate individuals asked for us to preach on this. What I know is why this is called Hot Topics, because this is things you want us to teach on and preach on. So it's going to be for everyone tonight. So I'm going to say, this is for me. Um, we're, the title of the talk and the, what we're kind of tackling today is um, Hard and Difficult Times. Hard and Difficult Times. You ever met someone that feels like they never go through nothing? Like they didn't just come out of a pandemic. Like, bro, what world do you live in? It was tough for all of us. So, like, tonight's message, if you haven't been through a hard and difficult time, I'm going to let you know life will bring you to one eventually. So this isn't one of those nights where it's like, oh, this isn't for me. Some of you guys are in a hard and difficult time right now. Some of you are just coming out of that and you're dealing with the trauma of it. Some of you can think back to years ago of a hard and difficult time and maybe you thought to yourself, I probably wasn't my healthiest self through that season. And some of us are probably going to step into harder and more difficult times. This is a hot topic. This is a question that many want us to teach on, that you deep down want us to talk about. And, I, and to, to, to preach this, um, and by the way, you guys are allowed to shout amen tonight, all right, if the Lord speaks to you. I, I wanted to focus on Psalms 23, the most famous psalm. You can turn your Bible, Psalm chapter 23, verse 4, or you could, you know, turn your apps. Those work too. If you didn't bring a Bible, if you don't have the Bible app, we have a Bible for you on both screens. We have two Bibles. I'm preaching on one verse tonight, and I've got one point, one verse, and then we're going to really dive into what God wants us to learn tonight. We're talking about hard and difficult times. The psalmist says in Psalm chapter 23, verse 4, even though... I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil, for you are with me. How about we read that together? I know you got a mask on, but we can still talk, all right? You're, you're still allowed to talk. We're going to read that together, all of us together, from now to next Tuesday. I want you to pray about this verse. Take notes tonight. I want you to go over these notes. Especially when your friend's inviting you to sin. Just go back to your church notes. It'll help you. Um, it's very important here. Let's read it together. You guys ready? We're going to read it together. One, two, three. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. My one point tonight, my only point tonight, I got some subtopics, but this is the main idea. If you don't get anything, get this. It's the main point. Write it down. The only way you can walk through the valley is if you're in the arms of Jesus. My one point tonight. The only way you can walk through the valley is if you are in the arms of Jesus. You see, our culture today, 2021 culture, our, our young adult culture. How you doing, Frank? Good to see you. Um... Our culture today doesn't talk about the valley. You get canceled if you talk about the valley. We don't, we don't talk about the valley. Imagine, imagine, especially the valley, keep the verse up, especially the valley of the shadow of death. We don't, we don't talk about that. Imagine, imagine your Twitter, uh, oh, 
Like, let's, let's imagine you started tweeting the valley in your life. Oh, just, just watched uh, that pornography site again for the fifth time this week. Imagine we tweeted the valley. Ima- can we imagine for a second? That's not culture. Oh, just, just Twitter. Just got, just got fired for, you know, being late 20 plus times and... And now I'm depressed because I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills. And now, you know, I'm thinking about my dad. And, oh, and my doctor just said I'm overweight. So now i got to change my diet. But it's way too expensive to shop at Whole Foods. So it looks like I'm going on the street. Imagine we tweeted, like, what really went on, like, the valley. Can we talk about the valley tonight, y'all? Imagine we Instagrammed this stuff. Like, just got my heart broken. Like, if it's something you tearing up, like. She just broke up with me. I can't stop crying. My heart's on the floor. I feel depressed. What's going on? And like, imagine that was your IG feed, right? That's not your IG feed. Your IG feed is you in the beach. You know what I'm saying? Just like, spat out life is a great. It's amazing. Oh, my gosh. I can't, I can't even explain how great life is. Imagine Instagramming and tweeting the valley. The valley. OMG, I just, I just got robbed and beat up. And, and you know, 60% of people that experience fraud don't even report it because they're just ashamed. We don't talk about the valley. We don't talk about it. But the Bible talks about the valley. So you live life and sometimes life's all about putting a front and showing up and showing up and putting up a front. Yet Christianity comes along. Those of you exploring Christianity, welcome to church. Christianity comes along and it talks about the valley. Christianity comes along and says, if you haven't gone through a hard time, get ready. Hard times are coming. Jesus said, if they hated me, bro, bro, they're going to hate you. I did not come to bring world peace. That's what the Antichrist is coming for. I came here for you to receive me, love me, and serve me, and turn this world upside down in my name. I want to let you know. We're a church that focuses on the valley. We talk about the valley. So, man, if you're coming in here one day and you just feel like crap, it's always going to be welcome home. If you come in here and you feel like you're in the darkest valley of the shadow of death, don't for a second think you need to be perfect to get in this church. For your friends that aren't coming to church because they keep telling you, I got to get myself right. I got to get my mind right. I got to stop doing this. Saying, say, no, no, no. My type of church, we want you the way you are right now. We want you all banged up. We want you all bruised up. We want you all heartbroken. We want you broke. We want you smelling like whatever. Pull up on us, bro, because we are a church for the valley. Because we believe in a Bible that talks about the valley. Hard and difficult times. Yes, the valley. Back to verse 4, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. My next idea is that we will walk through it. This is, this is, this is gold for me. This has helped me, and I know it's going to help you. Although you're in a valley, the Bible says that we walk through the valley. We don't stay in the valley. We don't. Start identifying ourselves with the valley. You're not a valley person. Valley is not who you are. Valley is a place you walk through. The low, 
the low places is just a place that you walk through. The valley is not you. The valley is not you. You walk forward. You continue the course. I feel God's doing this tonight. I feel God's picking somebody's chin up. God's picking your chin up to show you where your help comes from. It doesn't come from the ground. Your help comes from the Lord, the creator of heaven and earth. Listen, welcome to church. Yes, we acknowledge the valley, but we press on. But we press forward. All the whip, all the weight, all the pressure, we continue to walk. I might be stumbling. I might be dragging my feet, but I'm not supposed to stay here. I'm not supposed to live here. I'm supposed to walk through this valley. You're supposed to walk through it. The worst moments of your life, you're not supposed to stay there. I'm not denying your feelings. I'm not saying you're not supposed to feel like you're in a valley. I'm saying you're supposed to walk through the valley. You can cut the, the, the pad. I, I want to talk about in reality. You guys, can we go back to verse 4? The shadow of death. That's what's insane. Like, y'all experienced death before, like, in your family, in your world, in your life. We all have. And again, if you haven't went through this valley, it will come soon. But I'm telling you, when you start talking about the valley of the shadow of death, it'll freak some Christians out. Some Christians go, oh, my God, don't talk about death. Don't even say the D word. Stop. Don't talk about it. I don't want to hear it. I don't hear it. I don't hear it. But the, the truth is, is that when you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you will fear no evil. Can I tell you? See, here's the thing. Although you walk through the valley of darkness and the shadow of death, the problem is, is when fear begins to creep into your heart. That's the problem of the valley. Do you know how, like fear, like, like fear, remember when you were a kid and you, you were so afraid of something? Like when you were a kid, you feared things way more than you do now. I mean, you'd be surprised, but... But remember when you thought like the boogeyman was in the closet, like you really believed that, and it was like so afraid you couldn't move, like you couldn't even look, like you had to hide under the blanket, and nowadays, you know, you just run to the closet, you open the door, you're like, ah, no, it's here. But like back in the day, like, it, like fear can cripple you, yo. Like fear will have you imagining the craziest things. Like fear will go crazy, and that's the thing, that you walk through the valley, but what happens when you walk through the valley, but the valley didn't, didn't stay in the valley? What happens when the valley actually follows you? Because you were supposed to walk through a place and all you actually kept was the fear. You kept the fear. You kept the fear. And, and, and some, I'm telling you, Christian, 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 hear me. Uh, uh, Christ follower in the room. If, if you believe in Jesus, death is not something to be afraid of. If you believe in Jesus, yeah, you can, you can celebrate. Death is not something to be afraid of. You gotta fear death. You know why? Because Jesus rose from the dead. We follow Christ. You, you know, bees, right? They sting you. You know, once they sting you, they're done. Like, like once it stings Natasha, it's not gonna harm me because they already stung her. And that's why we sing things like death, where is your sting in church? Why? Because Jesus took away the sting of death. He died on the cross. He took the whip, the shame, the guilt. And now you and I look at death, we're like, what up, bro? Jesus took the sting away. Death isn't scary. Death is a doorway. Here's my question. 
how, how do you get to the place where you fear no evil? How do you get to the place where you look at the valley and you're not scared of it and you're not shook and, and, and the shadow of death comes over your life and you're not fearful? How do you get to the place where you fear no evil? Number one, listen, because I believe in a good God. I don't fear evil because I believe in a good God. I don't feel darkness because I believe in the God of light. That's the, you know, this is the origin of the church. The Romans began to kick these sick people, those with leprosy, those with sicknesses, they began to kick them on the streets. Stay away from our restaurants. Stay away from our organizations. Stay away from our buildings. So on the streets, you'd have all the beggars and the sick people. And you know what the early church did? The early church said, hey, <laughs> what are we so afraid of? <laughs> the early church starts looking at the Romans like, what are y'all so afraid of? Look, our Jesus defeated death. We ain't scared of death. And the early church began to minister on the streets and telling all the sick people and telling all the people with leprosy and telling all the sick people to come into the church, to come into a house of healing, to come into a place. You know why they were so dangerous? Because they saw death not as a stinkful thing that we should be afraid of because their Jesus just broke death in half. Their Jesus just rose from the dead. I don't got to be scared of something. My Jesus broke it. What am I trying to say? Next idea. I don't have to fear what Jesus defeated. I don't have to fear what Jesus defeated. Jesus defeated the devil. I don't have to be afraid of the devil. Some of y'all don't like when we talk about demons. Listen, you don't have to be afraid of demons. Demons bow at the mention of his name. Demons flee at the mention of his name. I heard a, a story with a pastor. He started meeting with a girl. She was sitting across from him in his office, and she starts talking, and she's like, Pastor, she starts twitching. She starts twitching. I didn't know where her eyes rolled back. Her voice began to deepen, and she began to foam and speak in languages she didn't even know. The pastor, he wasn't, you know what he didn't do? He didn't pull his Bible out. He's like, the book of Acts says... No, no, no. He said, in the name of Jesus, get out. 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 And I don't know where her eyes begin to roll back. She wiped the phone. She said, what just happened? Listen, baby girl, you have some demons in you, but don't worry. I got something stronger than those demons. I have the name and the power of Jesus. I don't have to be afraid of what Jesus already defeated. What's the fear about? Jesus defeated death and evil. So if I'm behind him, if I'm behind Jesus, I don't have to fear. Jesus defeated death and all evil. So if I'm behind Jesus, I don't have to fear anything. You guys here tonight? Jesus defeated death and evil. So if I'm behind him, I don't have to fear. You know, you know when fear kicks into your life? Fear kicks in when you think it's your fight. When, when you think that the battle you're facing belongs to you, you will always be afraid. I want to help someone tonight. The battle is not yours. You want to stand out to the world around you? When someone challenges you, when someone comes at you, just be like, the battle's his. You want to you wanna make a difference in the world around you? You want to show people Jesus with your life? Don't fight every battle. No, no, no. Give the battles to Jesus. God says, vengeance is mine. Vengeance belongs to me. 
I'm going to play the long game. The short game is to an eye for an eye. The short game is to come at those who hurt you. But the long game is no vengeance is his. And one day we're going to stand before him. Judgment is not my job. Judgment is his job. When y'all say only, only God could judge me, do you know what you're saying? Because there is a judgment day coming. And we play the long game. I don't have to fight this battle. It's not mine. If you're someone in here, you just fear death. Listen, the fight's not yours. You fear sickness. I mean, even after masks get lifted up and everyone's vaccinated in the world, you're still like, I don't know if I can do this. Is fear your God or is God your God? And we're not naive in this room. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you can get vaccinated, get vaccinated, right? Like, it's not the mark of the beast, okay? The mark of the beast has been around for a long time, all right? People who just hate God and do whatever they do, that's the mark of the beast. When you read Revelation, it's not a physical thing. It's a spiritual thing. I'm not preaching on that tonight, though. To those afraid of sickness and disease, listen, I have a question. Those afraid of death, those who walk in fear. The Bible says that in the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. So if you are walking in fear through the valley, I have a question. Is Jesus leading you? If you're walking through this valley of the shadow of death and you are experiencing fear, I have a question. Is Jesus leading you? If G is Jesus in front of you? Because if Jesus is in front of you, you stand behind him. You're not the one swinging. He's the one swinging. You're not the one defending. He's the one defending. He's the one that is your defender. He's the one that is protecting you. He's got you. Maybe we fear situations because we really fear if God's with us. Maybe we walk in fear because really we don't walk in relationship with Jesus. Maybe we, we fear church because we fear the presence of God because this is the first time we've been in his presence all week. Maybe we fear temptation because we know we live in the camp of temptation, but we rarely climb the mountain to seek the face of the Lord. So fear is reality in your life. I have a question. Is Jesus leading you? You know, cyclists, a lot of people do this in other states. I'm starting to see a lot of people ride their bikes now. You, you see them? They're awesome. It's probably your dad, right? I don't know. Dads, dads love this, right? They, they get the whole suit on. You see them, right? With, like, the pointy helmets. I mean, they're awesome. They got the whole jumpsuit. Like, like you don't know if they're cycling or if it's Spider-Man on the side of the road. You have no idea. But they're just awesome people. And they're way more fit than I am, right? I mean, they could cycle 15 miles, and I'm done in two miles. You know, cyclists, when you see them in a line, you see them, right, in, in a long line. And you know what I just learned? I learned that they don't have to stop at, at, at red lights. Did you know that? If they're riding on the side of the road that's green, and they're crossing the light, and it turns red, they don't have to stop. Yeah, you just learned something new. You just learned something new. Jesus yeah, so it's your fault if you hit him is what I'm trying to say. It's your fault. <laughs> so, so literally, there, there, there'd be a line of them. You ever seen them in lines? And, and they, you know, you know what's so funny? It's like the person, uh, typically, they have the person in front. They usually take turns with that, the person in front. You got it this mile. I'll get it next mile. Or like the real G's, right? You got it today. I got it tomorrow. 
I'm going to be in the front the whole time. You know what? You know why they didn't really like the front? Because the person in the front breaks the wind. Their bikes are this thin. Their wheels are this thin. Their outfits are this thin so that they can slice through the wind. But whoever's in the front of the line breaks the wind. So it's easier for the guys behind them to pedal. And friends, some of us are afraid of being in the front. Let me help you. You're not supposed to be in the front. Some of us are afraid of the challenges that are coming our way. Listen, you're not supposed to be in the front. We're, cross, we're Christ followers. As much as you're born to be a leader, you're a follower. You're a follower of Jesus Christ. Paul says, he looks at the church, and they're like, who's better, Apollos or Paul? Apollos or Paul? Two church leaders, they speak differently. That's like when we get petty and we're like, he's my favorite preacher. Who's your favorite preacher? He's my favorite. It's just petty, right? Paul's, Paul looks at the church, he goes, hey, follow me as I follow Christ. I'm not a leader. I'm a follower. I'm a lead follower. So don't think, like, don't worship me, yo. Follow me as I follow Christ. Question, is Jesus leading you? Because of fear and the fear of death, fear of sickness, fear of disease, fear of the future, fear of, 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 of the valley, fear of, of tension. Some of us are so afraid of having the conversation that's going to change our lives. If fear is leading us, then it can't be Jesus leading us. But if Jesus is leading us, I play second. I'm behind him. And he's leading the way. Anybody receiving tonight? Come on, does God do something good in your life tonight? Here's another reality. Because if I'm walking through the valley of the shadow of death and, my, and I'm not fearing evil, that means that Jesus is real to me. Second question, has Jesus become real to you yet? This is probably going to hit you on like Thursday of this week. Has Jesus, what does he mean? I don't know. Has Jesus become real to you yet? I want to help somebody in the room. Here's a question. Why do you come to church? As I take a sip. Do you come to church because you like the preacher? Do you come to church because your friends come here? Do you come to church because the worship's good, because it sounds good, because it feels good? Do you come to church because there's nothing else to do on a Tuesday night? Why do you come to church? Or do you come to church because you love Jesus? Because you're looking forward to worship his name. Because you're looking forward to his presence. Because you're looking forward to giving of your life, your money, your time. Because you're looking forward to experiencing the house of God with friends that you know don't believe in Jesus. Why do you come to church? You know what's going to keep you in church? It's when Jesus becomes real to you. Because if Jesus to you is just a belief system, you'll walk away. If Jesus to you and Christianity to you is a list of do's and don'ts, there's a ticking time bomb on your relationship with God. I mean, it's the reality. But if Jesus has become a real person for you, you'll experience him and you'll never walk away. Through valleys, through anything, you'll say, my situation will not determine my spirit. My next idea is this. If you believe that God has you and holds you, fear will always flee. I walk through the valley, but I'm not afraid because Jesus is 
Listen. Ask the entire worship team to come up. Gonna be ending probably in the next couple minutes. When Jesus is with me, I will not fear. Fear runs away in the presence of God. And when God's with me, He's leading me. Fear must run away. You know that God's idea for you is to be in relationship with you. Can we go to the book of Genesis for a second? God said, let there be light. God created the heavens and the earth. Then God created Adam and Eve. Some of y'all are like, man, I didn't sin. That was Adam's fault. No, we, we stand in the doctrine and the theology that all men have fallen short of the glory of God. We've all failed in sin. All of us. We fall under that. So, you know what's funny? Right after Adam and Eve sinned, God calls out, Adam, where are you? Adam, where are you? Adam, where are you? God's intention since Genesis is to be in relationship with you and I. It's, it's to be close to us. God knows we're going to go through valleys, so he wants to be next to us. And all from Genesis up until Jesus, we see different ways for us to have sin covered so that God can be with us. God uses kings and prophets and leaders. He raises them up. But then Jesus literally comes into the world. Jesus, 100% man and 100% God. God's one and only son comes down. What, you know why Jesus didn't come for a moment? Because God loves you and he wants to be with you. Jesus came as a baby. He grew up into a man, sinless, never sinned, never failed. He lived 33 years. Jesus technically died of YA, hello? 18 to 30-ish, what up? When he dies... He doesn't abandon us. He says, I'm sending you my Holy Spirit, the comforter, the counselor. God's intention is to be with you, friend. He wants relationship. It's always been about God wanting to be with you and I. So why do we make things complicated? Like if all God wants is to be with you and I, why do we complicate things? It's not about the, really what we're, we think Christianity is about. It's about being in relationship with God. And then those things follow suit. I want you to say this with your voice. Put it up, the next idea. Your presence is with me. Go ahead, say it with your voice. Your presence is with me. Psalms chapter 22, verse 4. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. You know, when, when you lose a loved one, if you ever lost someone close to you, maybe a cousin or family member or grandparent or friend, if you ever lost someone, you know where the emptiness creeps in? When you lose someone, it creeps in the places that they used to fill. If you know when lost a spouse, the emptiness creeps, creeps in in the bedroom. Empty rooms. Empty dinner tables. And it's almost like 
when we lose people, we kind of question, where did they go? Right? That's unless you know that they follow Jesus. Because when they follow Jesus, something comes over and you say, wait a minute, no, no, no. <laughs> They're looking down on me right now. Woo! They are cheering me on right now. Some of us have a family that believes in Jesus that are now in heaven interceding for you. And, and man, if that's a human being that we can imagine life is just different without their presence, although they're in a better place, imagine the lack of God's presence. If this is a human being, imagine, you know what the scariest part of hell is? The scariest part of hell is not the flames, it's not the fire. The scariest part of hell is separation from God. That's, that's the worst part. Not being in his presence. Not being, imagine that scale. Verse 4, even though I walk through the valley. You see, what's funny is that you and I, we don't, we're not afraid of mountaintops. Anybody afraid of success? None of you, none of you, none of you. We're not afraid of the mountain. We're afraid of the valley. That's what fear wants to kick in. But we're not afraid of the mountaintops. We're not afraid of prospering. Oh, no. Hey, Pastor, I'm just so afraid. Why? It's because my business is booming. You're not afraid of that. Pastor, I'm just so afraid. Why are you afraid? Because I'm, I'm just going through a season of harvest. It's insanely amazing right now. I'm just, I'm scared. We don't dodge success. We're not afraid of it. We don't hide from mountaintops. You know why? Because we believe that on the mountaintop, God is right there with us, right? Like, if you didn't know God was with you, and then you went to the mountaintop, you're like, oh, God must be here. Oh, some of y'all find good parking. You're like, God, you're with me right now. You're here. I can feel you right hair right in front of the right in front of the function look at you lord your hand must be on me your presence must be upon me hey here's my next idea if on the mountain you figure god's with you then in the valley is when you learn that he's with you if in the valley it's hard because you got fear listen on the mountain you just figure God's with you, but in the valley, you learn that God is with you because you don't stay in the valley, you don't camp in the valley, you walk through it because he's with you. Because he's with you. Because he's with you. Christian, I'm telling you, hard and difficult times are on their way. I can't wait to hear the testimony that sounds like this. I didn't know God can heal my heart until my heart was broken. I didn't know God can heal my mind until I found out my mind was a mess. I didn't know God to be a healer until I got sick. I didn't know that God can turn my financial crisis around until I hit rock bottom. I didn't know that God can satisfy my heart until I was let down. I didn't know that God can lift me up until I fell down. I didn't know about this unconditional love until I experienced conditional love. 
I didn't know that God can change my life until I needed my life to be changed. If on the mountain you figure God's with you, then it's in the valley that you learn that God's with you. What am I trying to say? And I want to end right here. Worship team, let's turn up. Let's sing that last song, Spirit of God. Listen, the valley is teaching you a lesson. Can we write this down? The valley is teaching you a lesson to trust God. It's so easy to worship God when you hit the top of the mountain, isn't it? Isn't it so easy when you hit the top of the mountain to go, thank you, Lord. But what happens when you get the cancer diagnosis? What happens then? Do we curse God because he's allowed something in our lives? Or do we say, God, I love you and I thank you even though I'm going through the fire? Valley's going to come. Hard times are going to come. That's when we learn that God wants to be right next to us. The Bible says that God is close to the brokenhearted. Maybe you're in here tonight and you have a broken heart. I'll let you know that God's with you. Let's, let's start to worship in a moment.